All right, week 25 is the fruit of the Spirit, introduction. Now, there's two questions. What is the fruit of the Spirit, and what creates the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts and lives? Do you remember what the last section of the catechism was each week? It was the commandments, okay? The, the Ten Commandments, and then before that was the two greatest commandments, and then before that was the, uh, the number one commandment of all is be holy. This is the same general topic, but this focuses, the fruit of the Spirit focuses more on the internal aspect of obedience, the internal aspect, the heart, the mind. So the first question is, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Here you go in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Now, the passage is much larger. I really encourage you to, in your devotions later today, read that larger passage. But the fruit of the Spirit is in verse 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And what that means is there's no law that like puts a limit on these things. There's no law. It's never wrong to love. It's never wrong to have joy in a proper way. It's never wrong to be at peace with God and be a peacemaker with others. There's no law against those things. Now, young ones, if you look at this closely, you'll see that there are nine listed. And there's one little interesting thing that might help you to memorize them. The first three have one syllable, love, joy, peace. And then the next Three have two syllables, patience, kindness, goodness, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And then the last three have how many syllables? Do you see it? Three. So you have three with one syllable, three with two syllables, and then three with three syllables. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Pretty interesting. Good help to help you remember them. Now, what I have today, today is one of the longer studies. What I really mean it to be for is to help you in your prayers, something that you can always refer back to. As we go forward in the coming weeks, we'll look at each fruit individually. But it's so important that we remember where these come from and how we can increase these in our lives. And so this week is an outline. There's a lot on here, but it's really something for you to refer back to, Bible passages for you to go to, to think about basic truths to make sure we're approaching this in the proper way. So let's just go through on this first question, letters A, B, C, and D. I'll read them and you can look at them. Christians must strive in faith by prayer, by the word, and in complete dependence on the spirit to cultivate this fruit in our hearts. And to uproot and kill what is contrary to it. So I've underlined for you the two action verbs. The two action words of what we need to do to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts is number one. And then to uproot and to kill what is contrary. In our striving against sin, we must always remember that we are children of God justified by the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Now that statement right there will help you, not only as uh, a child, youth, to strive in the right way, but till your dying day, 
This is so important that you remember that you're a child of God by faith, by grace, based on the blood of Christ. We don't cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in order to be forgiven. We don't put sin to death in order to be forgiven. We are forgiven. And as those who are forgiven, then we get to those underlined action words, cultivating the fruit of the Spirit and uprooting and killing what is contrary to it. Letter B. We strive as those who are no longer slaves to sin. By faith, we are no longer slaves to sin. Romans 6.6, 6, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we are no longer, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Let us see. We strive as those who still have sin within us. So even though we are not slaves to sin, we still sin. We still have sin within us. Colossians 3, 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. In you. Put to death what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. All right? So we're not slaves to sin, but we still have sin, and it needs to be dealt with. Letter D, finally, we strive as those living with and in the Holy Spirit. This is so important. I mean, if we don't have the Holy Spirit, we cannot cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. We cannot uproot and kill what is contrary to the Spirit. Romans 8, 13, for if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. How can you put to death the deeds of the body? By the Spirit. Every day we should be praying for help from the Holy Spirit. Every morning, every evening, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to cultivate this fruit of the Spirit helped me to uproot and kill that which is contrary to it. So, fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against those things. You know those things will not come automatically. They have to be pursued. You have to go after them. You have to pray for them and strive for the fruit of the Spirit. The final question, what creates the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts and lives? That's an important question, right? Because if the goal is to have these things, we have to know what creates them. Jesus Christ, by his sanctifying work, creates it. Jesus is the one who gives this to us. Right? These, this is part of the gift of salvation. That we would walk in the spirit and not according to flesh. the flesh. Jesus is the one we go to for forgiveness. Jesus is the one we go to for comfort. Jesus is the one we go to for peace. Jesus is the one we go to for any of the fruit of the spirit. It's by his spirit that will help us. In fact, the first title I had for this whole section of the catechism was sanctification. Jesus' sanctifying work in our lives. That means he purifies us. He sets us apart and he purifies us. But I changed it to the fruit of the Spirit because I wanted the title to come from this passage and then look at each one individually. Jesus Christ, by sanctifying work, creates it. Jesus has, you'll see the underlined action words here, just summarizing sanctification. Jesus has set us apart for holiness. He's given us new hearts that desire and seek holiness. And he gradually conforms us more and more to be holy as he is holy, bearing more and more the fruit of the Spirit. Again, I have A, B, C, D, E, but I'll go... I'll go more rapidly through this, but that's why I said this is mainly 
this, this study is for you to refer back to at your leisure to follow the verses out. There's a lot of verses on here and to pray through these and just a reminder, a constant reminder of how is it that we strive for holiness. First of all, A, sanctification is gradual. Do not lose heart. That means don't give up. It is going to be a lifeline, lifelong journey in cultivating the fruit of the Spirit. This is a process. This is gradual. Do not give up. 2 Corinthians 4.16 So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, that's our body, our inner self is being renewed day by day. That's our spirit. That's our mind. That's our heart. It is being renewed day by day. But it's very gradual, very slow. Don't give up. Letter B. Sanctification comes from Jesus and is received by grace through faith. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all, with unveiled face, that might kind of sound strange to some of you, but that's a symbol, that's a metaphor, and it's referring to the fact that we see Jesus in the gospel and believe in him. Uh, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, that's a, that's a long and wordy verse. There's a lot of things there. But basically, remembering that this spiritual growth comes from Jesus, and it happens gradually. It happens gradually. We must look to Him for it. Letter C, sanctification involves personal effort, which itself is a gracious gift. In other words, you're just sitting or just saying that I believe in Jesus. And then, but then sitting around and not doing anything to pursue this is not going to help me. It involves personal effort. Romans 6, 19, For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, which led to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. Members is talking about your body, your whole body, your body parts. But your whole body, your whole self, your whole existence we present ourselves as slaves to righteousness, which leads to sanctification. So we have to have a personal effort where we give ourselves to this, to be obedient. And by faith, by, by Jesus working in our heart, it will gradually transform us. Letter D, sanctification is God's will for his children in this life. I added this in here because this is one of my favorite verses. One of my favorite verses. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5. This is the will of God, your sanctification. I love that phrase. It's just a simple reminder. This is God's will for us. He does care about how we live. He wants us to be sanctified. It's his will for us. This is the will of God, your sanctification. That you abstain from sexual immorality. That each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. Not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. So we're a people of self-control. We do not follow every sinful lust and passion, desire, living however we want and completely ignoring God. No, this is the will of God, our sanctification. We have to remember that God cares about how we live. And he wants us to live holy lives for him. And finally... Letter E, where is all of this going to end? Sanctification will culminate with the full blessings of eternal life in the age to come. From Romans 6.22, Now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit, the fruit you get leads to sanctification. 
And its end, or its end point, its goal, eternal life. By faith, we already possess eternal life. But we do not possess the full blessings of eternal life. When we die from here, we, our souls will go to heaven. Then later in the future, when Christ returns, we'll receive a resurrection body. But either way, we'll be in the presence of God forever. And we'll no longer have this struggle against sin that we have now. So our struggle against sin and sanctification will end one day. And we'll be fully sanctified, fully glorified. No longer having the presence of sin in our hearts and in our minds. Again, I know that's a lot there. Please remember, I said this twice already. The purpose of this is for you to always refer back to in your striving to live according to God's will. To get that right mindset that we're striving as children of God. We're not striving to be holy in order to be forgiven. We're not striving against sin in order to be forgiven. But we have been forgiven by the blood of Christ. And it's in His power and by His Spirit that we can grow in holiness. Let's pray together.